Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Welcome and warmest wishes for 2018 to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Aetherius Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. Be prepared for another fascinating show covering topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and much, much more. Today, A Serious Radio Live is hosted by Chrissy Blaze, who will be joined by her guest, Mark Bennett, who co-authored with Richard Lawrence two books, God's Guides and Guardian Angels and Prayer Energy. Chrissy and Mark will be talking about the King Yoga Experience. So, without further ado, I give you Chrissy Blaze and Mark Bennett. Thank you very much, Nikki. And welcome to the show, Mark. Hi, Chrissy. Nice to Great to be on. here. Great to have you on the show. I know it's uh, the 16th of January, but I'd still like to, li- uh, to say to all the listeners, I hope you have a very wonderful year. 2018 is a year, I hope, of great spiritual fulfillment and inspiration and all those good things. So thank you so much for listening today, and it's my pleasure to have Mark Bennett, who is an international director of the Aetherius Society based in, in London, along with Richard Lawrence, who the co-host of the show, who's unable to be here today. And today we're going to talk about King Yoga. Now, regular listeners will notice that we have had several programs in the past, a couple of programs on this very topic. But today we're going to be taking a different approach to it, King Yoga Experience. And I'd just like to refresh to people, perhaps listening for the first time who haven't heard these previous shows, that King Yoga is, by definition, the path of the Aetherius Society, the spiritual path. And this path was given by and through the founder of the Aetherius Society and the great spiritual master, Dr. George King. Now, there are three aspects to this path, which are are interrelated. And those aspects are service to others, uh, teachings, and practices. And I want to say from a personal perspective, there are very wonderful things about this path because not only uh, are they helping us as we practice all of these things to become more aware, to become stronger, to become more compassionate, more inspired, But also, and more importantly in a way, it enables us to help others in a very potent way. In these days, it's the time to focus not exclusively on the self, as as I have to say many New Age teachers do tend to do. It is a time when we join together with others of like mind and like heart to help raise our world. And this seems like an enormous task but I want to say that King Yoga is one very powerful way which we can do this. And the good news is that any of you, all of you, can join us in this tremendous task. So, 
Mark, I'd just like to, I know you've been working a lot on this whole um, King Yoga experience and exactly, and perhaps I'd ask you to begin with, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, I, I love the phrase King Yoga experience. It, it emerged actually in a, a meeting that we had here in London. Um, uh, me with uh, our team here who work out the lectures and workshops for the year ahead and it's one of the very rare occasions where we there was no discussion really whatsoever about what to call these events because um, it just emerged in conversation King Yoga Experience as a working title and uh, then no one was in any doubt that it was uh, you know, not only a good working title, but it was the best title that we could actually use because it describes the, the events that we're going to be putting on very well. And it also, I thought about this more deeply since those meetings, it also describes something um, quite profound about the nature of King Yoga. So I think, first of all, I'd just, uh, just like to plug the events because um, this is going to be very historic for the Ethereum Society uh, worldwide and very historic for our path because we've never done this before. And what we're doing in London from April the 10th, uh, we have a series of nine King Yoga Experience Evenings. They start at 7 o'clock in the evening in our temple, the Aetherius Temple in Fulham. And the first of them will be presented by uh, uh, international bestselling author Richard Lawrence, who uh, listeners are familiar with. Um, and each of these, this, the, these are not workshops. These are not lectures. These are not uh, meditation sessions. They're a little bit of all of those things, and yet something more as well, I think. So in brief, what will happen in these evenings is that people will arrive, get to know each other a little bit, uh, be introduced to one another, and then um, there will be, a, there'll be a, a portion of the evening, probably about 25 minutes, which will be um, a taster of what the King Yoga experience means. In other words, experiencing the extraordinary and extraordinarily powerful practices given by and through Dr. George King. And everyone's different, of course. Um, some are more sensitive than others. Some are more open than others. But it is amazing how quickly uh, some people, even some people with no prior experience, feel the energy uh, feel uh, something going on in the chakras that they've never felt before. And this is not wishful thinking. This is not a sort of fantasy. This is a tangible sensation. This is as real as physical touch. It's not the same, but it's just as real. And I remember having this experience myself uh, when I first started practicing the 12 blessings, which of course is a key aspect of King Yoga. Uh, I was about, I think I was about 16 at the time, maybe 15. And I had never had any psychic experience of any kind. I, I didn't even really know what an aura or a chakra was. And within, I'd say, certainly, certainly not more than weeks um, of practicing the 12 blessings, I was, had... Um, sensations I'd never had before in my aura 
and in my chakras. And I wasn't expecting, this is why it was a little bit of proof to me, because I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, I'm expecting to have this sensation in my aura now. In fact, when it started, it was so intense, I didn't know what it was. Uh, and there was nothing, I, I, was, I was curious and um, I suppose a bit um, slightly baffled by it all. Um, so I know from personal experience that, and not to mention the countless people that I've met who, who, who have had similar experiences to varying degrees of intensity. So that's what that portion of the evening is going to be, is doing, and we've got so many practices. So the presenters, each, each, each month is a different presenter, second Tuesday of each month. And um, uh, they will select practices to do, um, which will hopefully give people an experience. We can't guarantee it because uh, it depends on how open the person is and all kinds of things. It doesn't mean you're not spiritual if you don't have an experience, and it doesn't mean you are spiritual if you do. Um, but I think my guess is that most people will, uh, providing you don't go with the, 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 the firm intention not to have an experience, if you go in like that, then I don't think you will because you're, you're programming yourself um, not, not to have an experience. But if you think maybe, yes, maybe not, you're not convinced, but you're open, then I think most people will. That's my prediction. Um, and then after that, there'll be a time to share any experiences that people have had. And then um, there will be a presentation, which may be like a lecture, or it may be video, it may be audio, it may be extracts from Dr. King's lectures, it may be extracts from messages given through, communications given through Dr. George King, uh, which we call transmissions. Um, so that again is going to be, each one is going to be different uh, as decided by the presenter. And then there'll be a question and answer period. And then people will get together in groups and um, just discuss freely what, you know, what they've experienced, what questions they may have, what their own beliefs are, what their own interpretation of their experiences might be. And the presenter will also be on hand at that stage um, to, to answer any questions that people have. Uh, and then there'll be a social afterwards uh, upstairs, which will be uh, the sort of light social part of the evening. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to really appeal to people, to serious spiritual seekers, because King Yoga at the end of the day is, is for the a serious seeker. If you're just after um, sort of happiness like, um, like a cow in the field is happy, or if you're after just <laughs> money for the sake of money, or you, know, you want a better relationship, all that. Okay, there's nothing wrong with happiness, nothing wrong with money used in the right way, nothing wrong with a good relationship if it helps you in your, in your destiny. But that's not what King Yoga promises. What King Yoga promises is truth, realization, higher forms of experience, and most, of, most important of all, the opportunity to be of tremendous service to others. 
Is that the end of my spiel, Christy? (laughs) It sounds like a very exciting series, and uh, we hope to do a similar thing uh, about the same time a little bit later in the year here in Michigan. If listeners are from this area, Royal Oak, Michigan, we were running the King Yoga classes last year, and we're going to uh, go for the. We were also doing some experiential stuff, but we're going to include more of this uh, in our later series too. So probably uh, in other areas of the society as well around the world, I should think. So it's a very exciting time, and it's really very much a hallmark of Dr. George King because not only was his teachings profoundly spiritual and very advanced, but also extremely practical. And uh, so it's it. This is his hallmark, I think, this experiential approach. Uh, very much so. And it's funny what you said, Mark, about when you had your first you know, experience when you were very young. Um, and this happens over and over again. And I noticed it only last week, was teaching a class uh, about various things, including the violet flame practice, which hopefully we'll get to later. And um, one lady had never, she was brand new, had never done it before in her life, She didn't see the violet flame, as some people do, but she felt an energy sort of climbing up her legs and through her whole body. And she said it was so strong, this energy. She was like completely bowled over by it, completely unexpected. She did not expect to feel anything. And that was the first time she'd done it. Another man said he came in exhausted, absolutely exhausted after a very busy day at work. And after doing the prayer for the world, which we did for about, two minutes, literally, he said he felt absolutely full of energy. And so this is the kind of thing, and he was completely new as well. This is the kind of thing that happens when we do these practices, really does. Well, absolutely. It's, it's the great thing, or one of the many great things about this path. This is, okay, our beliefs may seem far out, and the reason they seem far out is because the world is such a strange, backward place. But they are yes. absolutely unique, uh, these teachings, these practices, and they do not require any blind faith whatsoever. Um, because they're real. And if something's real, you don't need blind faith. Um, You need to be open, and you need to make an effort. Um, But it's not... uh, You only need blind faith when it's about believing something that isn't there. Because if something really is there, either you can experience it in some kind of sensory way, even a psychic sensory way, or you can realize it through your intuition, or you can know it through logic. You don't need blind faith. That's a very important point, Mark, I think, because now there's so many teachers out there that when people first start to wake up to you know, want more, want to know more, there's so many paths they could take. It's very confusing, and it takes a lot of discernment, a lot of discri- positive discrimination to find that path. But as you say, if you have that experience, nobody can take it away from you. You know it's real. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I think um, the, 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 I always use a three-point plan to determine if something is true. And that is, is it logical? Does my intuition right. tell, tell me that it's right? And the third is some kind of ex- sensory experience. Have I seen it? Have I felt it? psychically or otherwise or or physically and if you've got those those three things don't always work in harmony because sometimes one might appear to contradict the other but it is just appearance 
um, intuition may appear to contradict logic, but it will only contradict apparent logic if you've got the logic wrong. Um, so that's right. where you have to make a judgment um, and, and weigh the three things up. But those are the three things you need to choose your spiritual path, I think. That's and a very if you apply them, point. Mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. think uh, apply them, tr- try to be uh, dispassionate about it. And motive, of course. If you're looking for a spiritual path that gives you lots of comfort and tells you that you're the most amazing person in the world and in your last life you were a high priestess in Atlantis, you can probably find a path like that. But that doesn't make it true. But if you're looking for truth unconditionally and you don't care what the truth is, even if it's something that you don't like, you don't, you, you, you're not looking for some specific benefit to yourself. You're just looking for truth itself, raw truth, so that you can apply that truth in selfless service. If you have a motive like that, you cannot go wrong. But unfortunately, I, I think um, on this plane of earth, there are very few people in that position, which again is why very few people have recognized the greatness of King Yoga. Yeah, because, and also um, another point, Mark, is that uh, when we come on to this, when we start to dig a little deeper in life, and suddenly we're no longer uh, interested in, you know, what the politicians are telling us, and we realize there's a lot more to life than that, and we want to find out, why, why am I here? What's life really all about? and you take a path, and it may be a powerful path, then things start to happen to you. And sometimes they can be a little bit difficult. Would you agree with that, Mark? Is there anything you want to uh, uh, add Yes, to that? absolutely. Well, this is a fascinating thing. And like, uh, I mean, this is an aspect of karma. And karma is just so misunderstood by so many people. I put up a question on Quora about karma, and 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 the answers I got, I I, I almost wanted to cry, to be honest. Some really? of them, um, yeah. I mean, totally illogical. Uh, and um, I'm sorry, I don't wish to sound like I'm judging, but at the end of the day, um, we have to judge sometimes because we have to make decisions what's true and what isn't. Conversely to that, though, there are some people who may have nothing to do with the Ethereum Society or King Yoga who do have a good understanding of karma and who apply it in wonderful work. So I don't want it to come over that I think that we're the only people who understand karma. But Dr. George King did have, I think, um, a very unusual and unique uh, understanding of karma and one thing, um, well, I'll read, I'll read you this quote from, uh, this is from his lecture on the ninth blessing. People will notice often when they start in occult work that karma seems to fall upon their shoulders all of a sudden, like a ton of bricks. Many of you have noticed this, but don't forget too that you've got a greater strength and a greater power to learn lessons then. So therefore you are to some extent burning up negative karma quicker. So this is, um, and this is something that people get so wrong, is they think, okay, well, I've, do- I've joined my path, and it's a good path, whether it's our path or a different path. 
and, and, and they, they expect sometimes everything to suddenly go right for them. They expect all their financial relationship problems to be sorted out and they're happy all the time and all this. And it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Um, because what they're actually doing is they're showing that they're strong enough, that they're ready to face their negative karma accrued maybe in this life, maybe in previous lives. It's a bit like having a debt. If you, uh, if you have, say you have two brothers, and they both get into um, £100,000 of debt, and um, one day, one of the brothers decides, oh my God, I'm in this terrible debt. And here I am living like, uh, you know, like I'm fine. Uh, I'm not making any effort to pay this debt off. I'm just using my money to enjoy myself totally irresponsibly. And the, all the while, the debt remains or maybe is even getting bigger. Um, so there's one brother, both brothers start off like that, Right. Uh, but one of the brothers one day suddenly decided, no, enough's enough. I'm going to start paying the debt back. And when he makes this decision, his life is not going to be better immediately. In fact, it's going to be tougher because he's going to be using his salary or part of his salary to be paying the debt back. But the difference is that he is, um, it, he is really uh, moving forwards with a view to becoming debt-free, whereas the other brother is just ignoring the problem, and probably the problem is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like that in, in spiritual work. When you decide to change, when you decide to do the right thing, to devote your life to service, um, to enlightenment, to peace, to freedom, then it may well be that your life gets more difficult because you are beginning to work through that negative karma that up until that point um, has been, as it were, on layaway. Uh, uh, now, the brother who never pay, or who goes on and on and on not paying the debt, there will come a time when the bailiffs come knocking on his door. He can't carry on forever. And then he will be in a far worse position than the brother who has made the decision to change. That's a very, uh, very, very helpful way of looking at it, actually, Mark, because I think one of the problems a lot of people have that when something difficult happens in their lives, and it can be very difficult, they then have adopt this kind of victim mentality. Why is this happening Absolutely. to me? And so this is very prevalent amongst people, good people, but they just do not understand it. So I think if they look at it in that way and take on board what you've just said, it can be very, very helpful. And also when our master said, you know, to remember that we have a greater strength now and a greater power to learn the lessons. And then in that way, however difficult the situation you're in is, and, you know, believe me, I've been through some difficult times too, you almost have to welcome them and say, okay, I'm ready. What am I here to learn? And sort of grow from it. This is the approach to take, I believe. 
Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's a positive example of faith. It's not a blind faith, but it's faith that is a kind of a realization and an understanding of what karma is. And although I don't want to be a hypocrite here, because I certainly don't manifest this myself throughout my daily life, um, but we should uh, well, any ex we should be grateful for all experience, good or pleasant or unpleasant, in the realization that the reason for all experience, all karmic experience, is to take us to God, to enlightenment. It may not seem that way, uh, but that is always the reason for it. And this is another of the wonderful things about King Yoga, is that <clears throat> it, is, it gives us the opportunity for the greatest service, the greatest world service, uh, in large part um, because we are working directly with the cosmic masters um, uh, and therefore we we you know humble terrestrials people like you and I Chrissy are able to, to, to be involved in great cosmic missions that would be completely impossible to people at our lowly level of evolution otherwise um, but nevertheless we are involved in them and this um, uh, brings about uh, the greatest karmic benefit. The greatest service must yield the greatest karma. And the greatest karma must be um, the greatest force to take us to enlightenment. Um, <clears throat> so I'd like to say um, a little bit, though, about what good karma really is. Good karma, people think, oh right, well I've done good, so therefore I, I, I should get something nice back. Um, I've given £100 to charity and I'm expecting £100 back, if not more, um, because I've done this good thing. And with that money I get, if not more, I'm going to use it to have a most you know, the delightful um, party or, or something. Uh, okay, there's nothing wrong with parties, but I'm just using this as a as a metaphor. Well, it depends on the party, I suppose. But uh, just using this as a metaphor, uh, I'm going to use use this to, to to treat myself to something completely un com some completely unnecessary thing. This is not the approach. Uh, this is not the correct approach karmically. The correct approach karmically is you do good. And then you get something back, yes, but the reason you get it back is so that you can do more good. Not so that you can sit back. There, there are, unfortunately, people in the world who are very, very wealthy, and they believe, uh, horrendous though it sounds, that this, they have earned this wealth through good karma in previous lives, and that all they need to do in this life is to sit back and enjoy it. Uh, this is completely the wrong approach. Um, if you are born into a position of great privilege, um, yes, it may be the result of uh, an aspect of good karma, but the purpose of it is to do more good, not to sit back and do nothing. And another thing I'd, I'd like to say about karma is that if you... Um, uh, actually, the reward for doing good is not necessarily some materialistic trinket. You know, if, you're, if you work as a staff member of the Ethereum Society for 10 years, your reward is not that somebody goes and buys you a Ferrari. Your reward is greater spiritual opportunity. Uh, 
And if you use your karma correctly, then greater enlightenment as well. And these are the only things that matter. Enlightenment, spiritual opportunity, the opportunity to serve. Nothing else matters. Anything else in life only matters, if it matters at all, in so far as it helps you to be of service and helps the cause of enlightenment. Thank you very much, Mark. It's interesting what you say about opportunity because um, I'm an astrologer and uh, one thing, I do karmic astrology, and one thing, I see uh, somebody's positive karma, if you like, coming up ahead and I always say to people, watch out for the, the good opportunities and afterwards people say to me, well, I didn't, nothing happened and I say to them, well, did an opportunity come? Well, yes, but I didn't think I was ready for it you know, or something like that. Mm. So the great thing with opportunity, and I totally agree with you, Mark, because this is what happens. Opportunities come to do greater good, but we have to take them. It seems obvious, but so often we think we're not ready or we don't want to take them or whatever. So just if mm. they come along, grab them, even if you don't feel you're ready, because actually you Absolutely. are. I mean, my experience is that you're not ready for any opportunity until uh, after you've taken it. Well, that's a good, yes, that's true. That's very true. Mark, um, it's sort of halfway through the show, so I wondered if uh, we, we could have a little break and Nikki can do her announcements perhaps. But I'd just like to say a couple of things. Um, Mark has a very interesting blog called King Yoga, uh, the greatest karmic force for your own personal development, the Ethereum Society. How do they get that blog, Mark? Where do they go to? Uh, they just go to um, ethereus.org. That's uh, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot org. Uh, I'm sure that spelling is on the uh, on the uh, radio website as well. Oh, yeah. um, uh, so org, and then there is a button on the homepage uh, that goes to blogs, um, just under the main picture and if, if you click on that you can find all of our blogs and some are by me um, but we also have a blog by Chrissy uh, a, a blog by Paul Nugent Brian Kneep and uh, a few by uh, Richard Lawrence as well and they cover all sorts of things uh, different people in the Ethereum Society with very different experiences of King Yoga um, giving different perspectives and one thing I like about the blog is it is, obviously, it's within the spirit of, of what we all believe in the Ethereum Society. But there is room in that blog, too, for a little bit of uh, the personal touch, personal interpretation and experience. Yeah, and you've done another blog which is sort of relevant to this program called King Yoga Breathing, I believe, The Imitation of God. I love that. And uh, just after Absolutely. the break, we're going to be doing some... Yes, well, I think that. Breathing. Yes, I think that. I think that's the ideal opportunity. So, shall we hand over to Nikki, and then uh, people can uh, prepare themselves for some King Yoga breathing. Sounds good. Thank you. I think we have a technical hitch here, Mark. Right? Ah, have we lost Nikki? Lost Nikki. Nikki, are you there? Uh, well, shall we just uh, continue with some King Yoga breathing and uh, we'll see if she's back after that. Absolutely. Now, before we um, start this part of the show, and, and there are going to be some experiential things, we'd like you to, if you wish to, join in with us. 
And the first one is, um, and actually before we do, I'd just like to recommend a book, and that is Realize Your Inner Potential Through King Yoga. And that was written by Dr. George King and the co-host of Aetherius Radio Live, Richard Lawrence. And it really is, a, it's called a spiritual handbook for the new age, and it really is, because in it contains everything <laughs> all the practices that you need from uh, kundalini pranayama to mystic visualization to prayer to healing, even a chapter on color healing and world healing. I mean, it really is a fantastic handbook. And especially, I would say, if you're planning to come, and I hope you do, to the King Yoga Experiential Classes in London and elsewhere later in the year, it would be a great idea to um, start studying this book and start practicing, um, or you can pick it up there. So it's a fantastic book, isn't it, Mark? really is great. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I remember as clear as yesterday, actually, the, the day I was given it. Um, it was um, by one of our uh, excellent um, staff members, Bipin Patel, and he gave it to me in Martin near the Holy Mountain, Holston Down, and I was just absolutely so thrilled to see it. It was brand new. Uh, it was the well. It was the first edition, so it's even better now in third edition. Um, and I mean, to say it's changed my life would be an understatement. It's changed my lives forever. Yes, yes. Uh, so come on, Chrissy. Let's do. Let's let's do some breathing. breathing yes. So let's everybody who's listening, please let's sit upright in our chairs um, with the spine straight the neck and head in a straight line, but relaxed around the neck and shoulders. And uh, you may be sitting on the floor, which is fine, uh, or another yoga position, this is fine, but just try and keep the spine straight. And don't hunch up the shoulders, and just try and be relaxed. And now I'd ask you to please just breathe in slowly and steadily through both nostrils with the mouth closed for a count which is within your capacity. In other words, if you can breathe in for four seconds or three seconds, whichever is comfortable for you. And now breathe out for the same count, making your inhalation the same as the exhalation. And pull in the diaphragm lightly upon the exhalation so that you squeeze gently as much air as possible from the lungs. And when you start to do this in a rhythmic fashion, the in-breaths and the out-breaths automatically equaling each other, um, then what you're beginning to do through controlling the breath is you're beginning to control the mind. Um, I would say it's virtually I... impossible to be anxious while you're breathing deeply. Uh, try it for yourselves. When we become anxious and worried, our breathing tends to get very shallow. If we can calm the breath, we can start to control the mind. And this is such an important thing. This is one of the things we're here on earth to do, is to control our mind, our emotions, our thoughts, and so on. So let's continue with that. I think, sorry to interrupt just briefly. I think we've got Nikki there. But let's, I'm so Nikki, sorry, we're, there was a we're technical to... hitch. We're going to we're going to carry on with we're in the middle of a practice, so we'll get okay. back to you. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Nikki. No problem. 
these technical hitches appear all the time in different ways. So let's continue with the breathing and start to feel yourself calming and bring in the great universal life forces, the pranas on the breath, important part of the breath. Fill yourself with these life-giving pranas. And now let us, let us add an affirmation, shall we, as we do so. Affirm to yourself, I am now purifying my mind and body. Because this is exactly what you're doing. I am now purifying my mind and body. And this is a really wonderful thing to do, very simple. We all breathe 24 hours a day, but once we start to control the breathing, we're starting to control our lives. And this is so important to us all. Is there anything you want to add to that, Mark? Well, uh, just um, to say that when we breathe, uh, we, of course we breathe unconsciously, um, but what we are, what we are doing is we are imitating our Creator. It is the imitation of God, in the sense that it is the microcosmic version of the macrocosmic. It is in the beginning God breathed out, as it were, and that is creation. And when we uh, breathe in, we go back to God. Um, so you have this cosmic out-breathing and in-breathing. Um, and if we, are, if we become aware of this uh, relationship, you know, people say um, that we're, we're, we're um, made in God's image. Well, of course, that's not literally true. God is not a person with arms and legs and hair and things like that. But there is an element of truth in it in that we are little tiny very inferior copies of aspects of God um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and as such we are um, in a sense the children of God and if we know that relationship and uh, not just father and child or mother and child but actually the unity that our essence is God and that everything is God then we can advance quite a lot I think that's a very um, inspired way of looking at it, Mark. Thank you. And I suppose that's, um, they can find more about that topic on, on your blog that I mentioned earlier. Absolutely. The imitation Absolutely. of God. I really like that. It's um, very good to bring that to mind when you are doing this breathing practice. Yeah, I mean, that is a thing about spiritual practices generally. They're, they're, if you do them right, then they're going to have some effect with the right motive then they're going to have some effect. But the more you understand them uh, and appreciate them, then the more good they will do. And, and conversely, the more you do them, the more you will appreciate them and understand what they are doing for you. I've been doing these breathings, um, this set of King Yoga breathings, for um, many years now. And... Um, it's an ongoing journey. It's not just like you do them and it's the same. It, it, it's like taking a step into the superconscious uh, every time 
and and each time you do it, it's a step further. Right. Absolutely. So um, I hope you're continuing to breathe, listeners out there. <laughs> now we're going to um, talk a little bit about visualization. This is another practice that you can use on a regular basis. It's uh, the violet flame practice, it's called, or the aura cleansing practice, <coughs> I rather like that. Um, same practice or a similar practice. But we're going to be using our visualization. And there are ways to harness our um, mind power, if you like. One is positive thinking, through things like positive thinking, affirmation, um, <coughs> and the other is creative I visualization. I think, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Chrissy. Nikki, we can yes. hear you coughing, so we're suspecting that you are anxious to get on with your announcements. Maybe we should do that before oh, okay. um, Chrissy Actually, leads us in the violet flame. Sounds I think like a that good would idea. be a good idea. Okay. Over okay, to you, well, Nikki. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you so much, Chrissy and Mark. Glad to be back in again. You're listening to Aetherius Radio Live with Chrissy Blaze and Mark Bennett talking about the King Yoga experience. The practices mentioned in this show are featured in the book by Dr. George King with Richard Lawrence, Realize Your Inner Potential Through the Path of Spiritual Service, King Yoga, which is in its third edition and can be purchased on its own or accompanied by a DVD, which is also available as an e-book. Details are on our website, ethereus.org. Ethereus Society Centres Worldwide will be celebrating a vitally important date in our calendar, January the 23rd, the day Dr. George King was born in 1919. For more information about this commemoration service, please visit ethereus.org. And a gentle reminder regarding uh, the services every Saturday and Sunday, you are welcome to join us in the live online 12 Blessings services. Again, please visit 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. In addition to the regular activities at the Michigan branch in Royal Oak, Friday, February the 16th at 7.30 p.m., sees the launch of Chrissy's new book, Earth, Astrology's Missing Planet, Reconnecting with Her Power. Please visit AtheriusMI.org for more details or contact the Michigan branch directly and phone 248-588-0290. Also in February, for those who wish to enjoy the beauty of New Zealand and climb a holy mountain, there is a pilgrimage to Mount Wakefield over the weekend of Saturday 24th and Sunday 25th February. Again, please, for more information, Contact the New Zealand branch, info at ethereus.org.nz. And already, as mentioned by Mark, the King Yoga Experience in London will be launched by Richard Lawrence on April 10th at the Ethereus Temple in London, this being the first of our series of nine King Yoga Experience evenings, which will take place on the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. So please visit london-temple.org for details. So that's it for now. So please, I return to you, to Chrissy Blaze and Mark Bennett. Well, thank you so very over much. over to you, Chrissy. Thank you. We always have a lot going on in the Ethereum Society. Absolutely. And if you are listening from uh, another country or another place, then please check out um, our website that tells you all the different branches and groups and headquarters around the world where you can join in. Um, 
We hope you do. And get in touch so with us, because you never, you yeah. never know. We, we might be able to introduce you as, to someone of like mind, wherever you are, um, even if we don't have a centre there. So please get in touch. That's a very good point. And, you know, if you um, have any questions about these radio shows or any questions about the Ethereum Society, again, please do get in touch with us. We're very, very available and love to hear from you. So creative visualization is a very important way to start to harness our mind power along with uh, affirmation positive thinking. And uh, it is the use of our imagination, which, as our master says, is our only creative faculty. And so when our mind is trained in, in concentration, in visualization, in positive thinking, we can start to use this in a very powerful way to uplift ourselves and, more importantly, to uplift and help other people. And we'll do a little bit more of that later. But right now, we're going to practice the aura cleansing practice just because it is so valuable for all of us. This practice, also called the violet flame practice, has been used, we were told, by Dr. King, uh, by the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, which is made up of ascended masters and masters and adepts, for many centuries, and it was taught to in the ancient mystery schools. But it has been given now to modern man by the cosmic master that we know as Aetherius to use, for all of us to use in these days. It's a very powerful uh, exercise, a spiritual exercise, using this creative visualization. So we're going to do it together, and you may... Um, at first, if you've never done it before, find it difficult to visualize the color violet. Try and think of something that is violet. It's kind of a bluish-purple color. Uh, if you don't, don't worry about it, because just, just like the lady in the class last week, you may feel the energy, or just have faith that in time you will start to feel it. You will start to see it. So let's begin. Oh, Chrissy, by Chrissy may, I, yes. may, I, may I interrupt you? Just very brief. Sorry. One very helpful thing is to look at the colour violet. Um, if you, yes. you, and it's so easy to do. Just get Google violet on your computer screen, and there you've got it. And also, um, there's the realise you're in a potential, the book, Chrissy, that you mentioned. There's also a DVD that goes with that, where you can see um, CGI. Uh, the quite basic CGI, but it works nevertheless. So you can actually see the violet flame as it would perhaps flow around uh, and within a person. And that is tremendously helpful to this practice. Yes, very good idea. Thank you, Mark. If you can do this practice outdoors, it's even better. On, with bare feet on the ground, you're directly tuning in to the very living heart, this beautiful planet on which we're so blessed to live, the Mother Earth, and she gives this violet flame of transmutation willingly. She gives it to all of us whenever we request this. And so if, of course, you can't, especially here in Michigan, it's freezing cold, just sit um, with the feet flat on the floor, the spine straight, um, place the hands, palms downwards on the knees, and breathe deeply and rhythmically for a while just as we did previously, until you feel calm and relaxed. And then, gently but firmly, visualize a beautiful violet-colored flame coming up from the ground beneath your feet. And try to feel this flame, not as a burning flame, but as like velvet fingers which are caressing 
your body and aura and draw this cleansing flame right up through your body and aura to about 20 or 30 feet above your head, if you can do that. Imagine it as a mighty flame of great cosmic power that it is pulsating through the whole of your body and aura, cleansing you of all impurities on a mental and on a psychic level. Also, giving you a certain protection. And the more we do this practice, the more powerful we will feel it. It's a wonderful, simple practice. It can be done. recommend you do it every single day. It takes just a few seconds. And it really does bring um, protection. And it helps to cleanse you of, of these impurities that we tend to pick up um, just through our everyday lives. Is there anything you'd like to add to that, Mark? Um, uh, just to say that um, it, it, it really ca- is a case of what you put in is what you get out of this. It's one thing to just spend five seconds on it, uh, and it's another to linger over it for a little bit longer and to remember that it, it really is It's going through the, the aura, the skin, the blood, the bones, the organs of the body, the brain. It, it's, you want to completely um, uh, kind of amalgamate yourself with this uh, force from the Logos of our planet. And it's my view that, um, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this in the Ethereum Society, but it's our relation. people talk about relationships, but it's our relationship with the Logos that counts above virtually everything else. And when I say virtually everything else, I mean, okay, maybe our relationship with the sun or even greater beings is even more important. But our relationship with all people, anything on the earth, cannot compare to our relationship with the earth. And this is a moment when we develop a spiritual closeness to our supporting Logos. It's, it's that great, it's that deep and that important. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. Now, we did have a lot of sort of goody practices lined up, but we're running a bit short of time. So I would suggest, Mark, that um, well, I'd ask you to talk a little bit about spiritual energy and perhaps we can um, close with a, a prayer for, for world peace or something along those lines, or what, what do you think? Yes, sure. Um, um, the, um, well, one of the greatest ways to be of service is to radiate spiritual energy. Uh, uh, what is spiritual energy? Spiritual energy is prana conditioned by love. Um, and we don't have time to, to, to go into detail on that. But it's something that by the power of thought alone, you can invoke and transmit. And this is what prayer really is. Prayer is not sort of knocking on God's door asking for some favor. Prayer is an invocation from the universal source for this power. Prana is life. Prana is that which uh, brings forth potential into manifestation. That, that's what the energy is. Um, and if it's conditioned in the right way through love, love in a true sense of unconditional 
um, unselfish, unpossessive love. Then we have this tremendous force, and you can radiate this outwards, as Chrissy will describe, um, and um, that uh, sends our energy into this world such that people can use this energy, maybe on a superconscious level, not a conscious level, to come to their own realizations, to realize the divinity within themselves. This is not a, uh, some strange magical ritual where we're trying to change people's minds or convince people of things. This is about giving people a power that they can use on a superconscious level to unlock their own personal divine potential. And if we do this um, kind of a practice, um, then we are really helping them. We're, we're helping them far more um, than uh, perhaps th than we realize at the time, uh, and almost certainly far more than they realize. And the more people that do this, the greater the change that there will be on earth. Um, and I'd just like to, before we start the, the practice, Chrissy, if you don't mind, we've got about, what have we got, six minutes? Uh, yes, about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is there's a beautiful quote uh, by Muhammad Ali, uh, that service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Um, I think there's a very profound uh, message there um, from a man who had a certain degree of wisdom and did a great deal for charity himself. But I'd like to try to, to add to that a little bit is that also service to others is like the tuition fees that you pay for the greatest karmic experience. Everyone is getting karmic experience all the time because that's the nature of the universe, that's the nature of God. Um, but most people, most of the time, are kind of getting kindergarten-level karmic experience because they haven't proved themselves ready through service. But when you do prove yourself ready through service, then you get the kind of PhD experience from a karmic perspective. Um, and it, your life may be tougher, just as the PhD student's life is probably tougher than the kindergarten child's. Uh, but you will be learning so much more. And this kind of a practice that we're about to do is, is, just, um, is, a, is a small but very significant step in really learning how to be of spiritual service through King Yoga. So over to you, Chrissy. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Um, the wonderful thing about prayer is that it's very simple, and it's, it's something everybody knows, because I love that the Master said, this is one of my favorite things that he said about prayer, prayer is a song of the soul, and the soul wants to sing. And I think that's so beautiful and so true. And it's everybody, really, in their heart of hearts, whether they call themselves an atheist or whatever at this point, when they're going through a really tough time, uh, usually turns to prayer. But we cannot just turn to it in tough times for ourselves. But the important thing is to use it in tough times for others. And this is really what it's all about. And what Dr. King taught, he called it dynamic prayer. And there are different ways of using that through uh, healing for others or world prayer, we call it, where we, you know, you 
you turn on the TV and something terrible has happened, like the terrible mudslides recently in Montecito or the situation in Korea, and there's always things going on in the world. And we may think, um, sitting at home, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm just one person. But I always say to people, if you look back in history, it's always one person that changed the course of history. And then after that one person, others would follow. But you could be the one, and you are the one, because we need you to raise your hands in prayer and open your hearts and allow this great power of God to flow through you, which it will. So let's do that now, shall we? Let's sit up straight with the spine straight, just as before, breathing deeply and evenly until you feel a place of calm. And now let us raise our hands, and we call this the prayer mudra, with the hands raised about shoulder height, with the palms facing outwards. Just be comfortable and relaxed around the neck and shoulders and continue to breathe. And now um, let us offer a prayer, shall we, to, for healing for those around the world who need help at this time. O oh, divine and wondrous God, we ask at this time that we may be used as channels for thy great healing light to flow through us in a stream of love to all those upon our world who are suffering at this time. Almighty God, may it flow to those in the darkest of places to light them. May it flow to those in the hospitals and those who are suffering to raise May it bring hope to those who are hopeless. And may it bring strength to those who are weak. O wondrous God, may the great power of thy loving heart flow through us now in an everlasting stream to raise, uplift, and strengthen all upon our world. We thank you, O God, for listening to our prayer. May thy will be done. And just close the prayer by swiping your right-hand palm once over the left. We call that the mudra of detachment and then continue with your everyday tasks if you wish and we can use this type of prayer for friends or family or people we don't know who are sick who need help by doing a similar thing and just visualizing the person filled with brilliant white light uh, and so on we can use it for a world situation as I mentioned is there anything else you'd like to suggest Mark before we hand over to Nikki. Um, well, I'd just like to make one final point about experience. And that's this uh, amazing line in the fourth blessing um, that um, by their sacrifice you can gain wonderful experience. And this, the greatest gift from man or even God to man. And um, all experience is a great gift from God to man. Um, but the, the King Yoga experience, um, as a whole, I mean as a whole lifetime thing, not just our series of nine events, but King Yoga experience really is the greatest gift. It's the greatest prize. It's the greatest opportunity for anyone on earth who really wants to help others and to become enlightened. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been great having you on the show. 
And, it's been uh, a, a, a delight. Thank you. Thank you, all the listeners. And I don't know if you've got time, Nikki, for your final announcements. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy and Mark, for giving us all such a wonderful insight into and enabling us to join in with some of the wonderful practices in the King Yoga experience. Fantastic. You have been listening to A Serious Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month. Next show will be on February the 20th when Chrissy will be joined by Alison Lawrence discussing the fascinating subject, UFOs are here to stay. You can connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. To find out more about Mark Bennett, please visit his website, markinfo.co.uk. We hope you enjoyed listening to A Serious Radio Live, and we really look forward to your company next month. Take care. Bye.